Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today is, how do you live, you know, in a state of where you are actually beyond happiness? And this is going to be a great session because happiness is, um, I mean, why do we do what we do? And so to have the, this conversation, I have Jen Lim, who's been a friend of mine for over a decade. She's co-founder and CEO of Delivering Happiness. Uh, which is a company she and Tony Shea, the late CEO of Zappos.com, co-founded to uh, to champion science-based happiness, passion, and purpose at work. And she's also the author of the brand new book, Beyond Happiness, How Authentic Leaders Prioritize Purpose and People for Growth and Impact. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Jen. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I know that was a long subtitle there. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for working through that. So just as context, I mentioned your co-founder of Delivering Happiness. Mm-hmm. What's um what's your mission, your work there? Yeah, so Delivering Happiness, uh, it was spawned from a book that um as mentioned, the late Tony Shea and I launched in 2010. Yeah, that's the OG. Uh, I can't believe it's been 11 years. But uh, so there we you know, didn't know how the book was going to do. And lo and behold, there was a, uh, a search for happiness in the world, um, both in work and outside of it. So the mission has been evolving since then. And we really wanted to focus on workplace happiness. Um, knowing that a lot of examples in the book were about Zappos and Tony's own journey of understanding what he did there, what he learned along the way, and also um, principles around scientific happiness. So he and I connected on many different things, but part of it was just because there's a science to happiness. We're like, what? Like, this is something bigger than just Zappos. So the mission has been basically distilling all the lessons learned there, um, adding on scientific happiness levers and of, of what we know to increase our happiness and, and, and focus on what's right with us, not just what's wrong with us, and be able to create different frameworks and methods that companies and organizations and now governments and hospitals and all that have been able to take in um, and actually increase meaningful, sustainable happiness within their employees so that their customers or patients, citizens could be happier. And then you actually create a more sustainable and profitable, if that's what you're into, if you're a for-profit, 
And but the most important thing in that whole equation from happier employees to customers to more profit is you're creating more meaningful lives by instilling purpose and values and what that actually means inside and outside of work. So that's been the mission. Um, and yeah, now we're 11 years in. So it's been one of my, uh, I think, um, inspirations to see how it's worked in all these different places. And really amazing that it's been regardless of geography, country, uh, industry, size of the company, to know that there is a universality of what scientific happiness can mean to essentially what can run a business in not just more profitable ways, but also more purposeful and, you know, prioritizing people all at the same time in, uh, in sort of a, a nice um, uh, equity around those things that we all care about, but all at the same time in equilibrium. So that's what we've been doing. It's amazing. Do you, do you have a working definition of happiness and subsequently beyond happiness? Yeah. So again, we base it on scientific concepts. Um, so there's uh, number one is a I'm going to be using layman's terms instead of this like psychological things, psychological terms. But number one is just being true to yourself and having that sense of self-awareness of what's you know, going well, what's not going well, what are our strengths, but what are our blind spots that we can be courageous and brave enough to acknowledge that that's all part of who we are. So that level of being true and authentic um, and self-aware. And then the next two things come from a sense of, um, I would say, as we, we talked about in these books, uh, a sense of like pleasure because we all love our pleasures, like that's can bring a more immediate form of happiness, whether it's like going out and, uh, you know, buying a new car or getting a raise or like, you know, hanging out with your buddies on a weekend on the golf course or in the park. Those are all meaningful in some ways, but they're kind of fleeting. Like you buy that, you get that, and then the high comes up really quick and then you hit that low. It's not a sustainable. So the third form is where the, like more Aristotle talked about this and unimonistic happiness, which is really drives back to the purpose. Um, what he said was happiness is uh, um, the reason for our existence. Uh, but most importantly, happiness is dependent on ourselves. And so extrapolating that and making more current is just like, what is really what we are doing now that is bigger than ourselves, that provides that sense of meaning that is more connected to the greater world and, and, and the, you know, the unknowns around it. Um, so it could be your family, number one, that's a big thing, but it could be a lot of different things that when we are self-aware and true to ourselves, driving into our strengths, acknowledging our weaknesses, what else can we bring within ourselves to the world? And that kind of starts building your purpose statement of what's bigger than just ourselves. You use this concept in the book about uh, greenhouses. Mm. So why, why is tending to greenhouses so important now 
And can you relate it back to maybe what happened with Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Tony actually used to talk about greenhouses and like as a leader, he felt that as a leader, you want to build other others' greenhouses and grow and nurture them, but you don't have to be the tallest tree or plant or whatever you're growing. Like the, the leader doesn't have to be like, you want others to grow. And he said that like way many years ago. Um, so in my processing of this passing and, and all that, I, I just saw there was a connection there um, that yes, this is true as true leaders, we're here to grow others in their own greenhouses. But the reality is that so many of us, because we want to help, because we want to help grow other people, we forget about ourselves. It's like that, you know, the whole saying with the oxygen mask in in the plane, like make sure you put it on first, even though it's so counterintuitive and it's so hard to remember because not many of us are flying planes anymore. So it's a reminder that that is true, Um, but it's so hard to execute and actually do on a day-to-day basis. So as I talk about in the book, it's like, yeah, Tony was an amazing, um, one of the best greenhouse builders in the world. And I think that in reflection, like he sometimes forgot about his own in, in, in ways that I think we can learn from because there's, um, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's sad to talk about it, but there's, there's something that he left in terms of what he wanted to try and grow. So that's why I really tried to distill that whole concept of, look, yes, as leaders, we grow greenhouses. Like we see, we love seeing things build and progress and make change in the world. But so often, and we forget about ourselves and what that really means. And that's where the honest talk is that I talked about earlier, like being true to our, not just like what, what we can celebrate, but also our shadow sides and sometimes our inner you know, demons or resistance uh, within ourselves. So really just wanted to open that conversation up and be, and just say it's okay. So in terms of when we're talking about beyond happiness and we're talking mm-hmm. about leadership, prioritization, um, we're talking about things like, like purpose and people, you know, the, these are words that are, that are more and more used, which I guess is a good thing than, than it was when you, you know, a decade ago. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> where do you, um, where do you see purpose at work? Where do you think, see things moving towards? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're exactly right. Back then it was a novel idea. People were like, Oh, that's cool for Zappos, but uh, never can happen for me. Even like from CLOs to frontliners, they would say the same thing. And that was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And so like, maybe that's been my battle cry for myself of just like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> like you can actually have that for yourself. And, you know, uh, it's been great to see the progress made on that. And in terms of where it's going to go from here, because it's becoming more household words, because it's becoming more boardroom, lunchroom words, and seeing it at the level of, you know, whether it's BlackRock CEO talking about it, like this is how you know, like controlling, like 
you know, like trillion dollars or billion dollars of like, oh, it's really about purpose. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And then to different CEOs of what we see with uh, Airbnb or Starbucks or whatever, to the small companies that we all love and, you know, want, want to be around and support. That is, I think the next, the next phase or turning point of all this is that it's not, it can't be just put on the wall or put in a PR release or um, a press release or, you know, in some sort of social media post. It's cool to say it right now. And because, you know, there's a great resignation going on. There's a great awakening going on. People are just like quitting their jobs, even without, you know, 4 million people quit their jobs in April, even without a second choice, you know, they didn't even have anything lined up. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. But I think it's been a product of these last, you know, year and a half plus of having the time to ask those questions. So I think the next step is actually um, doing something in a way that makes those words applicable, practical, and executable in our daily lives. And that, like, as let's just say, like, senior leadership or CEOs, that's on our onus. If that's what we believe in, and we're actually saying that, hey, what these are our purpose and values, how do you actually live that on a day to day basis? And how do you actually create the environment so people feel psychologically safe to live those values and walk that talk so that they can see you? Oh, well, CEO is actually doing this, or whoever my leader is. Um, and therefore, I can feel safe and do that too. So I think that, like I, you know, we've been big on the workplace type of you know scientific happiness, but I think that just ripples down to our lives, and then just creates a bigger impact because then therefore, people as individuals are being more true to that themselves, purpose and values, and living it on a day to day basis and impacting society in a different way. Yeah, and you actually illustrated with a wheel going from me to we and how it expands. <clears throat> Who's who's the book for, for for our listeners? Um, yeah, there's a. I think I used the word leader, um, and I think you know, like a lot of people are using that word too. But I use authentic leader. Um, so anyone that chooses to be authentic leader, and then you don't have to be that CEO, you don't have to be a manager. Um, like there's stories in the book about a guy that like does like he cleans bathrooms in in mexico for uh like a, a, a cineplex mm-hmm. to a janitor a custodian in northwell hospitals in new york where they found purpose and they actually like live and breathe it it's kind of like that that jfk story of like i don't even know if that's true it might be folklore of asking the janitor what do you do for a living or what do you do here and he's like i'm putting a man to the moon who knows if that's real I know these stories are real <laughs> that these people are saying like, this is, this is my purpose. And it's not because um, anything outside of like how I find meaning um, in providing that to others in, in a way that enriches, that enriches their lives too and connects them. So to your question, I would say like anyone that wants to be an authentic leader can choose to be at work or in life. And so I think that's the audience. Amazing. Amazing. Where can people get the book? I know a lot of our listeners, they want to, 
they, they want to champion science-based approaches to happiness, to, to purpose. Um, highly recommend everybody to our quick readers to be able to get their copy also as well. Um, should people go to Amazon or a website? Yeah, if um, you actually just launched it not too long ago, we just did a, a, a website to support the book, but basically it's just genlim.com. So J-E-N-N-L-I-M.com. And you can, yeah, you, you'll find more information there. And if you choose to like, you know, get the book, we have freebies of exercises. Like, so these concepts I ta- I'm talking about aren't so like, what? It's actually like very practical ways to say, okay, this is actually my purpose statement for now. These are my values. And you might be surprised um, if you go through those exercises and see where you are in life and take that snapshot for yourself. Yeah. Well, I want to take you, thank you so much for taking the time and putting your talents into creating this book. Highly recommend everybody gets their copy. They go to the website. I will put links in our show notes at jimquick.com forward slash notes. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have the extended version of this interview. And uh, Jen Lim, thank you so much for being on our show again. Thank you, Jim. So good to be here. So good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody take a screenshot of this. Tag me in it. I'll actually gift a few copies to to our listeners. And um, what what's the best place to reach you on social media? Uh, at by Jen Lim. So at by Jen Lim. Perfect. All right. Thank you, everybody, for for being on this uh, episode, and we'll see you on our next show. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.